0: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 219, Adult Friendships. Goodbye, mean girls, hello, girlfriends, with Chantel Allen. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Mean Girls. Now, I know that is a very popular movie, and I'm going to admit here that I have never really seen it all the way through. I do love Tina Fey, though, so I need to make this happen but I have lived it. Yeah, in middle school, I lived the mean girl life, meaning I was on the receiving end of the mean girls. And I'm sure so many of you know what that feels like. But yeah, even as adult, we can feel that way too. Why is it that we can show up to these adult female friendships with the same mentalities or even scars as those middle school times in our lives? We want this to change for you. Today's guest is Chantel Allen, and she is here to teach you how to drop the manual for friendships. Now this doesn't mean that you aren't a good friend, and this doesn't mean that you shouldn't have good friends. On the contrary, Chantelle is going to show you how to have the right balance between seeking and forming incredible friendships that will carry you through the highs and lows of life, but also how to not carry into it all of these different mindsets that are not going to serve your friendships at all. Our hope is to help you heal any wounds you might have from some scars of bad experiences as an adult trying to form adult friendships with other women and to empower you to show up to these scenarios far differently so that you can have the friendships you want and not the mean girls. Before we dig in, let's have a few quick announcements. As part of our celebration this month, I am giving away a care package a week to a lucky reviewer of the week on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. All you need to do is go onto that portal on your phone or on your computer and leave me a rating and review. And each week I select one reviewer to get sent a wonderful care package. And at the end of the month, I am drawing from all the reviews left throughout the month to do an additional special care package. I'm putting my very favorite things in a beautiful canvas bag that I know you are going to love. And this is by way of saying thank you. Thank you so much for showing up to the show and listening to sharing it, to leaving those ratings and reviews and being there for me. This is the month we are celebrating our third year anniversary and I thought this would be a really fun way to celebrate together. As we are starting to head into December, maybe you're already thinking ahead to the new year, I wanted to remind you that I have a couple free email courses that might be helpful for you. One is called The Sleep Makeover, and this is where you, as an adult, work with an adult sleep train expert to help you figure out why you have such bad sleep habits and what to do about it. And it's really applicable and easy to follow along with. We hear from our special uh, sleep therapist, Chrissy Lawler and myself. She trades off giving advice and I trade off telling you what it really looks like and how to make it work for you. I also have the five day social media challenge. If you find yourself constantly reaching for your phone subconsciously and realizing you're doing things that don't really matter and are taking up your time and making you feel so guilty and awful. Take my five day social media challenge to help you get a head start in improving yourself. You don't have to wait to the new year to work on either of these things, both your sleep habits and your social media habits. And I can help you go to aboutprogress.com slash free, and you can select from either of those or both. And I hope it helps you as you are preparing to work on yourself even more in the new year.
1: All right. Well, my name is Chantel Allen, and I am a certified life coach, and I got certified by the Life Coach School. A lot of I think a lot of your listeners know Jody Moore and yeah, yeah, oh my I know. I've know i listened to that podcast. I also love that podcast. Um, I'm also a mom of four kids, and they're very close together. Their ages are 13 to 8, so I have oh, yeah. four and four years and I live in Arizona. So that's just a little bit about me. Well, and I love um, what you submitted
0: to be on the show about how you deal a lot with relationships primarily, which we yes, we were talking about this for two months for a reason, yes. because this is heavy. There's a mm-hmm. lot to discuss. So many dynamics. We couldn't just do one month. And this topic, especially, I think is something I've uh, got requests a lot about. How do I deal with my female friendships as Mm -hmm. an adult it can still feel like we're in middle school a lot as adult women you know their cool tables are now certain parts of the playground or their girls nights and it can be hard to feel like you're still playing this popularity game so let's start by asking what can we do to rise above this and still work on cultivating friendships that last with our female adult friends
1: Yes. And I love this topic. And I think I've noticed this theme too recently, actually with my clients, there's so many people that are coming with relationship questions and friendship questions. And so I think I would love talking the this topic about friendship, but I think you can apply this to any relationship that you're going through. But I think friendships are so much more difficult to navigate nowadays because we have social media, we Mm -hmm. have Instagram, we have people posting, oh my gosh, we're at this girl's trip and we're doing this kind of thing. Whereas years ago, we didn't know all the time <laughs> what everybody else was doing. Yeah. So you see when you get left out now. Yeah. And I think that's why FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out is so big. And so we see these girls doing things and we have all of these insecure thoughts about like, why didn't I get invited? And, you know, is there something wrong with me? Or I don't have friendships like that. Why, why don't I have friendships like that? So I think the best place to even start is just knowing what a relationship really even is. And this, I mean, any kind of relationship. And that is just your thoughts about the other people. And so you can cultivate any kind of relationship that you could possibly want by just having the thoughts about them. And that also goes for yourself. So when you see these people out doing whatever they're going to do, what are you making it mean when you see them doing that? Mm -hmm. And just kind of allowing yourself to take a look at those thoughts of like, Oh, I'm making it mean that I'm not good enough, or I'm making it mean that I'm there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. or I feel left out, and allowing yourself to have kind of the leverage over those thoughts instead of just feeling like, I don't know what to do with this information, you know, and like feeling like you you have no control over the relationships that you're seeing. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, I love that you're framing this as the, the beginning, the place to start. This is the foundation. What are you making things mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I had a. A friend and I were were talking because, you know, we live in an area where um you really get close to the people who live around you and mm-hmm. you know attend a similar church to you because that's your family. Most people live yeah. away from their family. And so when you see on Instagram like them taking girls trips or doing nights and you're like, Hey, I'm not there. I wasn't invited. And um one of my friends responded to that. Um Good for them. I'm so glad they found each other. And she genuinely meant it. And I was like, that's what you're talking about, right, Mm Chantelle? Like, what does it mean? It means nothing about you or unless you make it. So let's expand on this a little bit more. Teach us, please.
1: (laughs) How do we do this? Yes. Well, and I think so. Again, I I like going back to the principle of other people can't make us feel a certain way. And we have this idea that a friendship is going to make us feel good or it's going to make us feel connection. And so I like to even just remind ourselves that no one can make us feel anything without us allowing that to happen. So when I look at other people, I can decide if I want to make it mean like kind of what you just said, good for them. It's so fantastic that they have that relationship or I can make it mean, oh my gosh, I'm so left out. So it's, it really is. There's always two perspectives that you can have with any situation that comes around. And so I think it's allowing people to be who they're going to be, dropping the resistance to their behaving in a certain way that you don't, you don't appreciate or that you wish they would invite you or you wish whatever. And just being like, no, they, that's how they want to be. That's how their, their friendships come about. I guess you can say, I I don't know if that's even coming out the way that I want it to, (laughs) but
0: yeah, it totally is. And I'm just thinking, so we arrive at these friendships Mm -hmm. with some rules in mind and expectations that we have coming into these
1: friendships. So what do we do about those? So I use this tool called the manual. And let me just give you guys a basic idea of what the manual is. And so I, if you guys think about your, your phones, you have cars, they all have instruction manuals of how things are supposed to function and how they're supposed to work. And when something doesn't work, like if our phone breaks or our car breaks, we we pull out that manual and we're like, okay, what do I got to do to fix this? And the same idea applies to all of the relationships that we have in our lives. We have expectations for how we feel people should function and how people should behave in order for us to feel a certain way. So for instance, we may have an idea that a good friend will text me back when I text them or a good friend will invite me out to lunch every once in a while. Or a good friend reciprocates when I've invited them someplace, they'll reciprocate it back. Mm -hmm. And it's all these expectations that came from someplace. I mean, they come from us the way that we grew up. It could come from movies. It could come from books. But it's just, we're unaware of these manuals a lot of the time. And secondly, a lot of the times we don't tell the other person what's in our manual to begin with. And so it's understanding that, again, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And we can't control that. We can't expect somebody else to live up to our manual to make us feel better. So people are going to behave however they want to behave. It's again, what do you want to think about that relationship? What do you want to think about that person? Because again, we can't control them. Adults are going to be adults. They're going to respond a certain way. They're going to act a certain way. It's what do you want to make that mean? And if you can drop that manual and let them be them and you get to be you and you just get to come in the middle and have fun, it's such a better place to be. So, so how get can you,
0: Oh, okay. So how can we drop the manual then and still cultivate good relationships? That's where I'm like, I get confused. Yeah.
1: right. And a lot of people do because they're like, but that's how people function. Like if that's the way that there's like you know, social skills, right? Yes. And you probably have a lot of people that probably think the same way as you. They're like, yeah, that's what a good friend is. There's connection. There's, you know, but again, it's like, okay, so what is that benefiting you to think that someone should behave a certain way? And so it's just reminding yourself of, it doesn't always serve us to feel like certain people have to behave a certain way to make us feel, feel good. So I think the best way to do this is notice where you have resistance in your relationships. If you feel like someone is behaving a certain way, or if you are feeling like there is some FOMO there, I like to do this thing called a thought download. And it's where you just grab a piece of paper and you just start writing all of your thoughts about the situation. And it could be that they should act this way, they should behave this way, whatever it is, and then taking a look at it and being like, oh, that's fascinating that I think this way. And a- again, a lot of these times our thoughts are so, I call them like slippery thoughts. Our logical brain understands that the list that we just created is kind of ridiculous. Like we can't expect people to really live up to this, but our slippery brain really does hold on to that. And it's like, no, really, that's how you get validation is by people doing this, or They really should do this to make you feel better. And so looking at it and going, oh my gosh, this totally makes sense why I've been struggling in my relationships is because I have all these heavy expectations. And then just questioning every one of them. Do I really need someone to reach out to me all the time to make me feel good? Do I really need to go on every girl's trip just to make myself feel like I have a good friendship? And just showing yourself you do not have to think that way. There's better ways to do that. And I, the other part of this, too, is when you're saying cultivating the friendships that you want in your lives, is you need to di- identify for yourself the friend that you want other people to be for yourself. So, what you're looking for other people, you need to do for yourself first. So, if you're wanting somebody else to create connection for you, then do you have connection with yourself? Do you feel happy with who you are? Because if you're secure in who you are, you're not going to be needing anybody else to fill that for you. Hmm. And then you can just go out and just do whatever, like just have fun. And so I always think of this too, is like, if you have a manual of, okay, she should reach out to me. She should walk over to me and talk to me. Then that's kind of, we need to flip the script and be like, that's the instruction that you need to do. You need to go out and you need to reach out to that person and see Mm -hmm. what happens. Okay. Always being based on somebody else.
0: I love that. So it's not that you drop a manual yourself in terms of being a good friend and reaching out to others and being supportive and serving and all of those things. It's not Mm -hmm. dropping that manual. It's dropping Mm -hmm. the side of the manual where you have all this list of shoulds. They should do this. They should do that. And instead replacing it with gratitude, gratitude for whatever they do show up with and whatever they do offer and bring to the table. Um, But yeah, I really love what you just said about you can still be that kind of connective person you need and one Uh that is seeking and supporting and all of that. How do we deal with people who, who will take advantage of us then, you know, if we are still extending ourselves and trying to be supportive, how, how do we still know when we we need to have some boundaries in place
1: within friendships? So boundaries is such a, a I love the topic of boundaries because I think sometimes we think it's an ultimatum for somebody else of like, okay, if they do this, then I'm going to tell them that they need to do this. But honestly, a boundary is just in service to yourself. So if you are showing up for love for yourself, it's how you are going to respond in the situation. So if you're talking about someone taking advantage of just always needing you or whatever it is, it's just establishing yours for yourself ahead of time of, okay, I'm not going to allow this to happen anymore. And if it does, this is the the steps I'm going to take. And it may be that you just remove yourself from the situation. It could be that you just don't answer the text anymore. It could be whatever, but it's response for love for the other person, but more importantly, love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is sometimes very, very hard to do, especially from people that are people pleasers. They, they yeah. want to make the other person happy, but it goes back to the idea that you can't make them feel a certain way and they can't make you feel a certain way. So we have to just take back that ownership and do what's best for you in the moment and sometimes you don't even need to list this for the person. Like when we are saying we need to put up boundaries, you may not even have to communicate that to the other person. Be like, okay, I have to have you back off a little bit. Give me a little bit of space or whatever it is. You don't even have to say that. You can just respond in a loving way that's going to show it best for you.
0: It's time for a quick break to talk to you about this month's sponsor, Revolution Math. I've been telling you all month about how it has transformed the way that my daughter shows up to what was a really hard topic for her in the past. Not only have her skills improved, but also her outlook on this topic that was really challenging for her. Revolution Math is an online tutoring program for small groups, only four or fewer kids are allowed in each group and it's led by certified teachers who have been heavily uh, background checked and all of the above. And one of the things that's a huge perk to me is that I hear from my daughter's teacher every single week. I get an email after the group session telling me about what they learned and where my daughter is in the lineup of things and how she's doing and where she's improving. It's been so helpful for me to see that not only is someone else invested in my daughter's Uh, math and her skills, but I can be better in the know too. If you want to sign up for a free month of Revolution Math, go to the link in the show notes and use the code ABOUTPROGRESS in all caps and you get the whole month free as well as the starter kit, which you only pay $1 for for shipping and handling. That is worth almost $200, my friends. Now this is something that I did the free month trial and afterward, we loved it so much my daughter especially, that we are now paying for it ourselves out of pocket. I only share the things I really truly love and use myself and Revolution Math is no exception. Great, I have um, a friend who is a good example of this boundary situation. She had another girl she knew who who kept um, dropping off her kids unexpectedly mm. for play dates, which w- really was babysitting. But you know, last minute play dates that was really babysitting her kids it was, it was really inconvenient. It wasn't respectful and all of that. So she, when she began to recognize that instead of saying, you know, to this person, we need to have a sit down, like talk show moment and really air out our grievances. She just, when, when the person reached out and said, Hey, we're on our way to your house or Johnny really wants to see Sally or whatever it is. She said she would have boundaries where she would say, Mm -hmm. great, we're, we're, we have to leave in 20 minutes. So you're Mm -hmm. welcome to come and say hi. Or she'd say, oh, we can't today, but we can next week. You know, it's things like that. So that was a really good example to me as you can still be serving and kind, but you have boundaries within those of knowing I'm at my limit in certain things. And this is turning to resentment or whatever it might be. Here's what I can do about
1: that. Anything to add? Well, and I think also too, in those situations, usually we feel a loss of control. Like we feel like this other person is controlling the situation. We feel like we have no options. So I think the boundaries give you back the control that you are losing. So again, like you were just mentioning about the friend giving the text, it still is giving her the control to show up exactly the, the what she wants to, but also taking care of her friend at the same time. Yeah. So it gives yeah. you options, which I think okay. is a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure many people listen to this and they think – well, you can't just be selfish all the time. And that's not what this is. This is knowing how to give from a place of a real strong person who has more to give in the end. Um, I want to speak to loneliness. I think a lot of women really struggle with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if they're surrounded by people or kids or colleagues or whatever that is, how can they still... uh, show up to friendships that aren't really, if they're feeling really lonely, what can they do about that from this drop the manual perspective?
1: Yeah. So again, it's going back to not needing somebody else to fill that loneliness for you. So it really is an inside job. Loneliness is coming from thoughts that you're having about, I'm so lonely. I don't have friends. I don't feel like I can connect with anybody. And so it's allowing yourself to sit down and provide you the connection that you're losing, like that you've lost. I find this a lot with moms. They yeah. like kind of what you said, they have kids all day long. So they're, it's not like they're alone necessarily, but they feel so lonely because they feel like no one understands. There's no adult interaction. And so providing that for yourself and just being like, no, I'm totally fine here in the moment. I am not lonely because I can go reach out to my mom. I can go reach out to my sister and showing yourself that loneliness is still coming from your thoughts and not because you're missing out on something. And so when you can do that, then you drop out of, because if you think about loneliness is going to fuel you to show up in a certain way. So if you're showing up into a relationship feeling lonely, then that is kind of, it's more of a needy atmosphere than just going up and just being confident and like being all in on the relationship itself. You're, you're seeking from the other person to provide just validation again. of like, no, you're worthy. You have, you know, connection. You are an amazing person and that's never going to come from the other person. Because again, you can be, I'm sure you've heard this too, is where people can be in an entire room full of people and they still feel lonely. And so it, it always comes back to what are you thinking in the moment and just getting really clear on that and then taking care of yourself and then showing up into relationships the best that you can, because that's already taken care of.
0: And it's not even, and this is one thing that I feel like I've been um, thinking about a lot. It's not about saying to yourself, you're not allowed to feel lonely.
1: No, not at all. It's not
0: saying like, this is dumb. You're doing Mm -hmm. a bad job controlling your thoughts. Like it's not a shame cycle. It's even, even when you're just able to put a name to it, I am lonely Mm -hmm. because it still gives you more power. I think about it because you, like you said before, a lot of what people struggle with is that loss of power or control. Yep. And so when you even name these thoughts and emotions that are related to it, you're giving yourself power, yep. like
1: options. And it's in your control. Like you just said, it's in your control. Instead of thinking like I need loneliness be fixed by somebody else, just realizing, no, 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 I'm just, I'm creating that loneliness by what I'm thinking. And I want to feel lonely right now. And when I'm ready, I can examine the thoughts and, and think about trying to change them. But I don't need to seek somebody else or another friendship to feel that for me because mm-hmm. you're always going to be left wanting whenever you're out wanting that from somebody else, you're always going to be left wanting. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I have found it, it feels different when I say I'm lonely and it's because this, and that's okay. This is why. Yes. And here's yeah. what I can start to do about it mm-hmm. instead of just you know, going from a place of loneliness and radiating that. I know you work a lot with other women. So how about you give us some examples of, um, maybe a client or two who dealt with some tricky female friendships as an adult and how they use this, uh, drop the manual model to, uh, work on those.
1: Yeah. So I have one client who moved into a new ward, a new church recently, actually it's been like two years that she had moved into the ward and she was struggling to make new friendships. She thought everybody was being very clicky and very not welcoming and not letting her in basically. And she said, I, I reached out a couple of times and they just weren't letting me in. And what we, we examined is that these women in the ward weren't making her feel a certain way. It's again, we're like, if we think of it that way, we're giving all the power to those people, right? So they weren't making her feel lonely or making her feel upset. She was allowing them to make her feel upset. And so we kind of realized that we had this manual of, oh, when I move into a new ward, people should reach out to me and make me feel welcome. And as we dived into a little bit further, we realized that she wasn't doing anything to reach out and to be the type of friend that she was seeking from other people. And so when we feel like that, when we are feeling lonely, then you show up. And like I just said, you don't reach out, you write off friends and you don't allow anything else to happen and you don't reach out to create the friendships that you're missing. And so that's what we kind of did with her is just realize you can drop this manual and you now go be the person that you're seeking from other people. And how many people can you get to know in the ward? And how many people can you intimately answer some questions of like, what's unique about this person? and what's amazing about this person what does this person like to eat for breakfast because again we make it all about ourselves you're never going to get anywhere if we can reach out and make it about hey what can i learn from these other people then everything opens up and the other part of it too is she was struggling with people didn't like her and that was her her thought was no one likes me yeah and and what I was trying to tell her is like, the more you think that, the more you're going to find the evidence for it. Your your brain is going, I call it confirmation bias. I was just
0: going to say that confirmation yeah. bias. Yeah. Well, confirmation bias. I yeah. don't know why I couldn't get that out, but yeah. Yeah. Well, how about you explain that like to people who haven't heard this before, because I think
1: it's so enlightening what confirmation yeah. bias is. So the best way that I like to think about it is your brain is going to seek evidence for what it's thinking. So if you have this thought of like, no one likes me, then your brain is, I call it like a scanner. It's scanning mm-hmm. around going, okay, beep, beep, beep. Where, where is this true? There and it it's going to it bypass. It yeah. It's going to bypass anything else that's to the contradicting it. So even if people are reaching out to you and being nice to you, your brain isn't even going to acknowledge that or notice it because you have this story that you're telling yourself that no one likes you. So even acknowledging that and being like, oh, that's fascinating that I have this thought that no one likes me is just really enlightening sometimes. And just knowing that's another manual that we have that no one likes me and dropping that and being, flipping it around being like, how do people like me? And is it okay that people don't like me? That's the other one is like, is it okay that people don't like you? It's totally Uh okay that people don't like you. Mm -hmm. But there's this Uh idea that we grow up thinking that we need everybody to like us all of the time. And when they don't,
0: we're bad. Right. So it's like always this like ting, uh, you know, it's a tingle. You start at loneliness, which means that nobody likes me, which means I'm bad, which means yes,
1: something's wrong with me. Something's broken. Yeah. And I'm sure, I don't know if your listeners have heard this from Jodie Moore when, I can't remember what she spoke about, but we have this idea that we can't be everybody's peach. And it's this idea like, okay, it's so cute because I think it's good even for kids. Like our kids go through this too with school starting up and everything like that. So they can teach this to them. But it's this idea that if you have a juicy, juicy peach and you love this juicy peach and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to have this. And you pass it around to your friend. You're like, friend, you got to try this juicy peach. And you pass it to her and she's like, this is disgusting. I hate peaches. And you're like, what are, you're so crazy. This is like the best peach in the entire world. That is the same idea with us. We are somebody's peach and we are also, some people don't like us, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with that person. And so I love that idea of just being like, you're crazy for not liking me. Bummer for you. You're missing out because I am one juicy peach. (laughs) And so having that. that mentality and just, and I think it gives you more confidence too, just kind of walking in and not making anything that people say looks that you get or any of that kind of stuff. And just being like, huh, missing out on something. I'm going to be somebody's juicy, juicy peach here. And then you go about trying to figure out who that person's going to be. Mm-hmm. It I just makes that. you show up so different.
0: Yeah. We're, we're getting the power back. Um, yeah. I think we have time for one more, one more story from a client perspective. Well, uh, I have one for from-
1: yeah, and I have one actually from mine because this is like I told that. you in my reach out is relationships were my biggest struggle, mm-hmm. and I live in a small tiny town, and so yes, there's the Instagram, but there's also just we're very close knit, yeah community. <laughs> so I struggled for a long time because there's a group of women down here. They're amazing women, but I would see a pod of them get together and they would do like a Denny's night or whatever, and I wouldn't be a part of that and be like something has gone wrong. Something is horrible. And so I noticed that myself, I started to recluse. I started to hang back. I started to hide. And when I was in front of them, I was that people pleaser. Like I got to be over the top. I got to be completely different just to try and please these people to like me. Hmm. And when I noticed this work, and it's so funny, I've had several of these women reach out to me like, you're such a different person now. I'm like, it's because I own who I am and I'm not worried about having to people please anybody else. I can be me and that attracts certain people. That's just yeah. how it works. But it's, it is this idea that we don't need anybody else to invite us to things to feel good. And that's something that I was missing. I really wanted validation. And I thought that if I wasn't invited to girl trips, then I just wasn't a good enough person. Hmm. And so I think it's again, understanding that that's all a manual that I have for myself. Like I was thinking something was wrong with me. I was not following somebody else's manual for me. And that's why I wasn't being invited, but also understanding that other people can have friendships that don't include me. And that's the other beautiful part of it is just kind of like you were mentioning at the very beginning that it's actually a beautiful thing to see other people have really tight connections. Mm -hmm. And if we can look at it from that perspective, then it's coming more from an abundance mindset Meaning like there's so many friends to go around rather than scarcity, which is what a lot of women do. We're like, feel like we're missing out on something that, you know, we're not going to be able to find the right people. And when we have that scarcity mindset, just kind of like we're talking about with the confirmation bias, you're going to find it every single time. So you just need to be your own best friend. And that's kind of what I've gotten to. And I know that sounds so corny to so many people like, just be your own best friend and love yourself. But there's so much truth to that, that if you can just... Be everything that you're needing from somebody else, then you show up in a way that attracts so many people, and you will have so many more abundant relationships because of that.
0: Oh, yeah, you must have taken a sneak peek at my notes here through that. Oh, really? (laughs) Be the friend you want to attract. That's what I really got out of that last bit you just said here is yeah, be a friend to yourself and then be the friend to others that you want to attract. And I really think that will attract what you really want in the end back. And 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 why is why is it still a good thing then to have those connections? This is what we're going to end on. Why is it still a good thing to have friendships that are reciprocal, that are caring and serving and welcoming? Why do
1: those still matter at the end of the day? I think a lot of it is we're humans and we need connection. Like, I mean, why do we get married? Why do we have, you know, we need that connection. And so a friend is just another way to have that connection. But it's also just remembering that we don't need, there's not like a certain number of people that we need to have. I think that's another part of it is Hmm. there's not a certain, we don't need a tribe. I know we've heard that a lot lately. Is like, you need to have a friendship tribe or whatever. It's just whatever fills your bucket, I guess you could say, of connection. And just remembering that it's going to look different for every single person but it's actually a very beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think it helps you serve too. And I, you know, as we serve, that love comes out even more. So just knowing that friendship is just another vessel for you to kind of show what you're all about, I guess. Mm-hmm. And again, not needing it from the other person in return, just this is another way for me to show up and be the person that I want to be through this way. And yeah. just, I think it's a beautiful thing to have connection, but we just don't need it from... A million people we can have it just with a couple we want to
0: yeah I think that's kind of where I'm at in my life too is just the quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and I definitely grew up with the opposite I was more about the i wanting that quantity and and now I I see myself you know having those quality friendships ones where I hope they're as reciprocal as I think they are and connecting Um, although we don't have to require people to serve us It is so wonderful to be on the serving, you know, on the end Mm -hmm. where you are getting served when you need it, because there are going to be times we all face. We need people. And, and, and this is why those friendships still matter at the end of the day. Hey, Chantel, how about you tell people where they can find you? I know you have a podcast as well. Um, Mm -hmm. in case they're like, Hey, I would really like to know more about this woman, (laughs) what she's teaching.
1: Yeah. So I have a podcast, like you just said, it's living and loving your life. It's a podcast for moms. And I also have a website, just ChantelAllenCoaching.com. And I, I serve moms, mo- mainly I just serve moms, but we help other people just know who they are and also just live and love their life. That's my biggest thing. So live and love. Yeah, Brilliant. Chantel, it was so great to have you on the show. Thank you
0: so Thank much. Thank you, Monica. This has been so fun. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here and remember life is about progress, not perfection.